We good to go? Great to go. Right. We're just waiting for you. Yeah. We're just yeah. sitting here. For, I'm sorry. We're just sitting here looking at Kieran. Uh, he's no prep done. In his slippers. In his slippers. Actually, useless. Kieran, they're actually lovely slippers. Lads, they are unreal slippers. They're actually like, I was kind of jealous that you're in your slippers. I get them every every second Christmas. <laughs> A new pair of these slippers yeah. for my mother. It's they're very, presents. very nice slippers. The last, the last two years. Yeah, class. They're very nice slippers, but they're not going to start the podcast for us. And oh, still yes. we come back to well, you have no prep done. <laughs> so. well, it feels like we've started the podcast, I lads. I, I mean, so. you're, you've, you've got your podcast voices on. I don't <laughs> like, but you do. So anyway, Luke has an evil grin on his face. Today. <laughs> like this might be staying. Go on. Anyway, this is the official start of the podcast. <laughs> Nothing before. The professionalism of this podcast has gone to pot. Those slippers have a bad effect. On you. <laughs> Folks, you're welcome to episode six of season two of In the Lamplight. We hope you enjoyed last week's chat and tunes with Kathy Jordan. And today we are featuring two up and coming artists. Uh, firstly, Callum Wall, uh, fresh out of school. He's did his leave insert this time last year, and has already released his debut EP. And coming up very soon, Nisha Devani, Jane Feely and Gillian Brennan, who have their debut single out. Since we recorded this podcast with them, they have a name, which is Kirkra. Their single is out, their video is out, and we're going to be chatting to them soon. But firstly, uh, Callum was, is going to join us uh, ever so soon. Callum is going to join us <laughs> very shortly. Uh, that's so soon. <laughs> Great. So this is like, you're closer in age to the, these people we've on today. I think Callum, as I say, this is leaving sort of a year ago. He's probably 19, 20. The, the girls are maybe 22, 23. Um, Callum's song is called Living in Limbo. Yeah. Uh, and he spoke about the feeling of uh, being in limbo between secondary school and college. Yeah. Is that something you remember, Rory? Do you remember that feeling, or did you? Was that whole time of life uh, limbo-ish for you? You didn't go to college. No, uh, but I wouldn't say I'm that long out of that feeling. I'm definitely out of it now. I think I've hit that age where you kind of realise there's no real timelines on anything. I think when you're young, it's like I have to finish school and go to college and get a job and. Timelines, it's all you know, you know, even down to your timetable when you go to school and, you know, after this year you'll progress to the next year and it's all timelines. I think I struggled with that for ages. I was like, oh my God, you know, I'm 25 and I don't have a stable career. What's happening here? Like, you know, and I did, I was a barber, but I was opening a barber shop and was I going to stick it out and blah, blah, and your head's flying. And so yeah, stuck in limbo. I think that happens a lot of young people when they leave school, even if they do go to college, to be honest. I've had this rant before on this podcast about college uh, and kids being sh- like shepherded into college, even if it doesn't suit them. But I think sometimes college even makes it worse. Lads, I know so many of my friends and they've went to college and none of them are doing what they did in college. Because the whole time they were like, you know, I just need to finish these exams and get to the summer and then finish my final exams. And then they finish college and go, geez, I hated all of that. And if I start a career in it, I'm going to hate the rest of my work and life. And then they go and do the stuff that they actually like. So I think his song was not only for, you know, his specific age group. I think it's going to resonate with with people for 10 years after that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did psychology and philosophy in college. Class. Um, I think we probably uh, mentioned that in, in the interview I did with G-Lads back in season one, one and a half. Um, but yeah, 
not really linked to what I'm doing now, I guess. Uh, Luke, you're you're probably closest enough, closest of the three of us to 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 approximating something along the lines of what you did in college. Yeah, but I wouldn't credit college for any of that because <laughs> See? The, the course Close in college was rubbish. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, um, I was recording stuff in my bedroom from when I was 12 up until when I went to college. And I'd say that I didn't learn anything in college that I didn't already know when I went there. And... Like it's you know what I do is so practical and hands on. What you do, what all of us do is a very practical, hands on kind of. And you're sitting in lectures, looking at looking at somebody talking to you about sound mixing and showing you lecture slides, and it's like this is useless for learning. We need to be actually doing this stuff. Like we don't have to be in the big nice studio on campus because it was really hard to get in there because the availability was severely limited but you could have rooms with just like a small eight channel mixing desk in them and a, and a macbook and you could still be giving us practical hands-on lectures about this stuff as opposed to just well, this is how you might do it if you were uh in the studio i like your lecture voice you know, yeah. like, <laughs> which, which particular lecture is that like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i shot i shot i shot say um but yeah and, and like i think i had the most sense of limbo when I actually left college because you start primary school, we'll say that's your earliest time to start primary school that you can kind of have maybe proper memories of what what you're at in life. Proper cognition. You start primary school and you know when you finish it, you're going to secondary school. Yeah. And as you say, we're really conditioned to go that when we finish secondary school, then the proper thing to do is go to college. Yeah. Even though it doesn't matter shite really. But, uh, and then like when you finish college, it's like, there's no next proper thing to do. Yeah. You're on your own. You have to go get a job. And what is, has been like this kind of funnel for your whole life just shuttling you through, now it just becomes wide open. Yeah. And that for me was intimidating. I thought I had a great segue between Callum's chat and the girls' chat. Mm. And I, I, you know, I was, I'd spoke, Callum's song is obviously called Limbo. And we spoke about living in limbo. And I, I, I mentioned one of the first questions uh, I asked the girls in their interview is, uh, so does that ring a bell with you girls? Do you feel like you're living in limbo? Mm. And two to three of them answered, no, no. Happy enough not to be in college. You know, things are grand actually. You know, great. yeah, it's great. <laughs> you hear about you know people late teens, early twenties, and all they're missing out on at the moment with the pandemic. But these girls were happy enough. I was I was delighted to hear. Yeah, good. good. Uh, but anyway, we will get to that interview. Uh, first of all, uh, we're going to chat to Callum Wall. Callum Wall, you are welcome to the podcast. How are you, Kieran? I'm great, thanks. Yeah, it's great to see you. I haven't haven't seen you apart from the odd time in regional stores. Yeah, since yeah. Uh, I suppose it would have been last autumn when we were doing our last teenage team night. That would have been it. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, now there there hasn't been there hasn't been much more live no, gigs. Correct. Um, but you've been busy in the meantime. You you've gone off to music college in Dublin. Yeah. Well, you're attending music college in Dublin. You I haven't am. quite gone off there, have you? Yeah, I'm in music college from Colliery at the moment. That's that's where I'm where I'm doing. Is there a music it, college in Colliery? Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty good setup. A lot of talent in in that uh, excellent that facility. Yeah, excellent. But yeah, it's 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 been tough enough, like in in one sense, because you're not practicing the live stuff and you're you're not getting that type of feedback. But there's a lot of good stuff we learn about production and that kind of thing. So. I wouldn't want it to go any other way, you know, school-wise. It's, I've actually learned a lot. Okay, so this is something you're delighted with your choice. 
Yeah. What's the name of the college you're in, Callum? BIM. Right. BIM Dublin, yeah. Okay, okay. And have you have you had the chance to meet any of your classmates? Yeah, we we were lucky before Christmas they had a um they had like one day a week we go up and then it went down to one day every two weeks and then it was like, Okay, we're taking a four week break and then we haven't got back. But it was good, you know, we still got to meet meet everyone and, and you know, and we still did Zooms and that kind of thing. It's okay. sad so as some, it was. We still yeah. got to talk to each other. It was good. Okay. All right. So it's been some sort of college experience, but you're hoping for a bit more come this September, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the mad uh, rock and roll school uh, experience yet. Not yet, but it's coming. Not yet. It's coming. Though, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you say you've learned a lot about production. Can you, can you tell the listeners, just be a bit more specific about what exactly you've been learning? Yeah. So like a lot of the stuff we did, it was like in normal times that we would have done is we would have to write a song and we would have had to bring it in and perform it with a band where we're now what it was is you had to write a song and then you had to learn to okay play it into your into your DAW into your music program and play every you know every instrument part of it and make a full song yourself in your in your yourself and like it started off like some of the first songs we're doing was terrible it sounded like it was done from like a, a telephone or something yeah. like that but but as time went on we learned about like the things like compression and reverb and EQ and and by the end now by the end of the year like most people can produce some sort of music which is well which that's is, amazing like that's a skill that's going to stay with you and it's so important in this yeah, day and age like it's completely different to to any any other year but it's but I think it's going to be kept around, you know, yeah. in some way, because it's been great. Yeah. We had um, those nervous animals in earlier this season, Callum, on the podcast. And these guys, uh, quite a big band in the 1980s, had a really big national profile, had a few hit singles. And only now, 40 years later, have they got to release an album. Because back then, you couldn't just release an album. It cost you 50, 100 That's grand. It. it was so expensive. Yeah. And you now... I have the facility to release an album yourself. Yeah, it's that thing of like bedroom pop that's yeah. kind of that's made like an emergence in this last last few years, and I guess that's kind of what I what I fall into. And it's it's great because it's more of an it's more of an authentic thing, you know what I mean? Because I'm making the full art form, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can say art form, you know it. Sure, it is what it is what it is. Like, and yeah. instead of handing it off to a producer who has a completely different vision for how they want it to sound, it's no offense, Luke Grant, and I like that, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's your. Even though Luke would do a great job and probably a better, cleaner sounding job, but it's it's more exactly how I want it to hear. Exactly, you know yeah. what I mean. So you've you've complete control over over the fi- finished it. product, yeah, as such. the control of it, hundred yeah. percent. Amazing. So that's um, yeah. That, I mean, that's almost. I'm not going to say it's a better skill to have learnt than playing with a band because that's hugely important as well. But the fact that next year you're going to get playing with a band, I'm yeah. sure. So to have the two skills... Exactly, yeah, 100%. Puts you in a great place, Callum. Definitely. Yeah, okay. it's great. So you've written some songs. You, you, even even when I knew you back in the Teenage Team Nights, you were you were writing writing songs and playing with bands. Yeah. And uh, you've, you, you've an EP that's out since since April the 23rd, is that right? Yeah, April the 23rd. I've uh, three songs okay. on that one. And, and the first one I recorded way back at the first lockdown. It was just something to do. It was a song that I'd written and it was called What You Leave Behind and I put it on YouTube and whatever. It was grand, but it, was, it wasn't great. Like it was done with a little USB microphone and like a garage band, which is a free audio thing. So that song is on it, but I just completely used everything that I learned in BIM to make it sound not terrible. And okay, then, not through a telephone. Yeah, not yeah. through a telephone. Yeah. And then same with Limbo. Limbo was recorded back in, back in September okay. and I just... 
changed it around. And then there's the other song on a four weeks that was done as well around just after Christmas time. And there's there's more stuff coming on the way as well that's it's being recorded as well, and that'll be coming out soon okay, this summer. Brilliant. Tell us about your songwriting process. How how do you how do you write a song when you sit down? You're you're a guitar player, mm. um, you're a singer. Like, do you just sit down with the guitar and write and play some chords and mess around with a melody, or do you start with the lyrics, or yeah, how does it work for you? Colin? It's completely different. Like every time. Is like, it? When I first started off, and like some of the older stuff with my band Dust, like I didn't have a clue how to play any instruments, so I got used to writing lyrics first. And, and that I wanted to talk about, you know, it was more like, I want to say something, so I'm going to write down a melody and write down this thing. But now it's like, sometimes I'll write a chord progression first and, and the words kind of come from the feeling of what you're giving off in the chord progression. That makes sense. But that doesn't sound too pretentious. <laughs> no, it know, doesn't. No, I mean that's completely <laughs> natural. If you if you get a vibe off what you've yeah, exactly. off the chords you've put together, then it makes total sense that's to write it. the lyrics according to those that vibe. Yeah, and then sometimes you could be just I really want to say something, and then the lyrics are more important. You know what I mean? And then you can kind of worry about the the chords and that kind of stuff after. Okay, so we're going to perform uh, one of the songs from the EP shortly. Yes. This is Limbo. Limbo, yeah. And, and how did that one work? Because it sounds to me like this is this is personal. This is something yeah. you're going through. Yeah, Limbo Limbo was written um, in September. So it was like, I was. it's pretty much what it's about is how I was feeling at the time. I was finished secondary school, which is like one part of my life. And I'm moving on to college, which is like the next part of my life. And it's great, but I'm not in secondary school anymore I'm not in college and I'm just kind of stuck in this this middle ground of like where the hell am I and that was kind of the main gist and the main idea when I wrote the chorus anyway and just talk about that transitional kind of time but not being able to actually transition that's the main gist of it okay and that's September so now we're six seven months later yeah do you still feel like you're living in limbo I'm getting out of limbo. I'm still slightly stuck in limbo. So right. that, that's what the next album is going to be called. The next uh, EP is going to be called Slightly Stuck in Limbo. Slightly stuck. And then the next one will be out of limbo. I'm out yeah. of limbo. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Very good. So what's changed? Like, why why do you feel like you're getting out of limbo, at least now, at the, by this stage? Well, it's it's nearly like, I don't know, hopefully there is going to be a change with vaccines and that kind of thing. And Yeah. I, I guess we still kind of are stuck in limbo because I'm not quite there yet, but... I've I've I'm kind of half made it there. Like I've met people in college, so technically I've and been you've in college. started college. I suppose. Yeah, that's yes, it. Yes. So I've I've kind of been there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but does does life in general still feel like you're a bit in limbo, or yeah. or does the fact that you've got this purpose, you you know, you're mad into your music, you're recording, you're writing. Yeah, has that has that made things easier? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I think like having that purpose, you know what I mean. That's that's what got me without getting too deep and philosophical no, all, yeah. that's 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 what got me out, out of limbo you know what I mean with music Brilliant. so 100% yeah. definitely yeah well that's great to hear Callum I think you know all of us involved in this podcast are you know very grateful to music and to, yeah. to any creative projects that we we've had during this time yeah. because as you say it's a purpose and it's something to get you out of bed and you have to yeah. because you know no more than all the musicians around the place. There's there's just not much going on. No, so no. to have that purpose is is, yeah. a, is an important thing. One hundred percent, definitely, Karen. Okay, great. Well, look, let's go play this tune. Actually, before we do, Callum, can you tell people how they can listen to your EP or or yes. how they can find out more about you? I can. So you can find my. It's on all streaming platforms. So it's on Spotify, Apple Music. If you're in India, there's like an Indian one as well that I can't pronounce. There's loads We've of We've loads of Indian listeners. Loads Callum, of Indian yeah. listeners. Yeah. This yeah. goes out to you in India. Yeah. Um, 
but there's loads loads of different stream platforms it's on everything it's on YouTube there's a video for Limbo on YouTube as well Great. that I made in September which is nearly as high quality as this podcast not quite I okay. did it on my phone okay very good kind of goes with the vibe Rory would be delighted to hear that yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 nearly though I didn't say it no, was I'm being, I'm being very humble very good of you very being good humble, of you yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's it's it's, it's everywhere it's, it's everywhere it's everywhere any streaming Great. platform that you use it's on Spotify YouTube and then um, you can find it off on my Instagram as well my Instagram's just Callum Wall Callum Wall and I've everything linked in the bio brilliant brilliant and you've even got new merch today that's right yeah I better show the camera new here new merchandise tell us about this uh, this merch Callum it's, so it's yeah. a that's, that's the, is that a dragon or is the it the Limbo Warthog or the Limbo Warthog yeah nice wow um, I, describe him there for the listeners so um, the Limbo Warthog is an orange hog. Um, with Pretty scary looking. Yeah, yeah. And that was, I just, I, I know I love drawing as well. And I wanted, I wanted to find a way to like put my art kind of with, with my music, like to be able to distribute my art. You Brilliant. know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. throwing it on, making the album cover and then doing that. And then hopefully when there's a demand for t-shirts and that kind of thing, I can start putting my, my art and my drawings out in t-shirts and that I'll, kind of thing as well. Yeah, I'd get a t-shirt off you, Callum. Now put me first in the queue when. Yeah, you can stick a sticker on for now, and then I'll get you. I'll put a sticker on my proper. piano for now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. All right. Well, look. Let's go perform limbo. Yes. Um, this is going to feature uh, Luke Devaney on the bass. It's going to feature Ash on the drums. It's going to feature Callum on lead guitar and vocals. And you still have your fancy blue and green guitar I see yeah the beauty the yeah beauty the, is still the with epiphone you. yeah yeah and uh, I'm going to play a wee bit of electric piano with you with you for this one great let's do it can't wait thanks for coming on Callum <laughs> thank you thanks a million Days, maybe dry outside where the cold is 
So that was Limbo by Callum Wall featuring Ash Stevenson on the drums, Luke on the bass and myself on the keyboards. And Callum's EP is now available on Spotify for anybody uh, who wants to go and check it out. Uh, That's Callum Wall. So thanks, Callum, for joining us on the podcast and the best of luck with whatever you decide to do next. Uh, Next up is... Kirkra, who didn't even have their name, as I mentioned earlier, when we recorded this interview with them. Uh, They have since come up with a name. They've since released their debut single and their video. So we're going to get straight into the chat with Nisha, Jane and Gillian. Nisha Devani, Jane Feely and Gillian Brennan, you are welcome to In The Lamplight. It's great to have you here. Um, we just heard, on just earlier in the show, we heard from Callum Wall uh, with a new song he is out called Limbo. Uh, and it's all about living in limbo. Do you feel that's what you're doing at the moment? Does that strike a chord with you? Yeah, I definitely think so. I feel like that's kind of what our song is about as well. Okay. Just because, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it, but I feel like everyone can relate to that completely. So, okay, definitely. So, so two of the three guys are in college what you're doing college from home as such. So you're not really getting the full college experience. How, how does that, how's that working out, Gillian? I don't mind it, really. I'm happy to do my lectures in my nightgown, I say to everyone. Okay. <laughs> I don't mind it at all, to be okay. honest. Um, I think that's probably because I did have a college experience before, but okay. that didn't work out. So I had the kind of college experience for a while and now I'm just happy enough to, okay. to do it from home. I actually personally haven't found it that bad at all. Okay. Um, but yeah, I suppose it'll be different when I do get to go up and have to adapt to it then but I've found it I've found it okay I actually haven't found it too difficult so how about yourself Jane do you feel you're missing out on stuff at the moment or how's your life these days no I don't I don't feel it all because I mean everyone's kind of at home anyway you know like not many people are away at the moment even though if they are doing college 
it's all online. They're all still at home. Mm. Um, I'm delighted I'm not doing anything this year, just because I know that the whole, the whole online thing with college wouldn't suit me. Definitely okay. not. I definitely prefer to go in to learn or like, you know, just like see people more so. Um, but no, I I suppose everyone's going through the same thing at the moment. So yeah. I'm definitely happy enough <laughs> what right. I'm doing at the moment. And, and I guess in ways the pandemic is to thank for you guys getting back together and singing. Because I first knew you when you were probably like 15 or 16 and you were in the panto and you were in the teenage team nights. And, you know, from the word go, you had this thing going on between you, like your sisters, because your harmonies were so close, you know, and it really stood out even back then. But I guess life takes over and you go, you go away and you go traveling, and you go to college and now you're in your early 20s. And am I right that you hadn't sang with each other for, for a little while bef- before this, this whole thing happened? Yeah, I think when we all kind of started going to college and stuff like that, originally we kind of separated a bit just because we were all doing our own thing but I definitely think we kind of started coming back together recently I don't know when it was exactly but then all of a sudden that made us sing a lot more and we have so much more recently which is so nice because we have been singing together for 11 years so there was like yeah so we just figured that out last night so there was like a period there for like a year maybe where we didn't do much but I think we're getting back on track with it at the moment. But I think like we went through that say year of a gap but then when we sang like even once after that year we just missed it so much Yeah, and just because like we just came back even with no practice or anything we just straight into harmonies all together and like it was as if we hadn't even yeah, had completely. the gap of a year you know. It's amazing how you've built that relationship up over the years yeah, and it, it takes like you say 11 years it yeah. takes that to, <laughs> yeah. to, to get to that stage but you can certainly hear it. Um, so look the reason you're here today is because you know we, we've we've a new song um, you girls came up with a, a song uh, myself and Luke collaborated on you with it a little bit and the song is written so let me just explain to the listeners um, Today we are recording this show, but it's a few weeks before you're hearing this show. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the f- a full audio version and a full video has been released of this song. Okay, so we can't comment on that because we don't know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> um, but for now, um, you know, we we have a song written together. Um, and we're going to perform, uh, I guess, the song as it stands at the moment, a stripped back version of the song after this chat. But is this is this the first song you've written? or? Yeah, this is the first song we've written. Um, okay. And it was something we never really thought that we could do. We all just we always just did covers and we always never really considered sitting down and writing a song. Um, so when Rory got on to me, I was kind of like, yeah, we'd be delighted to be part of it, you know, the podcast and everything. But we, we don't write songs, like it's just something we don't do. We just, we sing covers all the time. And then I got back to the girls and they were like, but we've never actually tried. So we're like, right, we'll give it a go. A couple of weeks, usually does take us a couple of weeks to get the ball rolling with something. Right. Yeah. But um, <laughs> then just over calls and stuff, Nisha comes back with this really good verse and chorus and Jane comes back with a lovely second verse and then I come back with a lovely little two lines. <laughs> but um, no, we kind of just pieced it together and it ended up, it's, yeah, it's been really nice to actually get a song together and realise that, I suppose we could do it when we actually mm. gave it a go. It's something you can do, so, yeah. And yeah, I suppose yeah. we, we, should, we should all thank Rory for the push on this one because yeah. it was his uh, his idea originally and, and his, his his production company, Temperhound, who have produced the video that we haven't seen yet, but <laughs> yeah. that is out. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I mean, Rory came to myself and he came to Luke, I think, around the same time and said, would you be up for, for working on this with the guys? And and it's, it's been great. It's been a lovely experience collaborating with you and sort of trying to, trying to piece the 
song together. Um, yeah. How how you know how have you found it? So okay, it's it's something new and something probably possibly challenging at the start has it been enjoyable or has it been frustrating or how have you how have you found the whole experience of writing a song I think it's been a mixture of all of those emotions because when you first try especially for us who's never done this before it was stressful because we were kind of we kept writing like making melodies and being like wait that's actually a song never mind start again and that was frustrating because you just keep thinking you're writing these songs that are already out but then I think it feels so rewarding like when we sing it now we're so happy with it and it's so nice to have something that's ours and not just a cover Mm. so that's so nice but there definitely was stressful points while making it because again we've never done it any fights no, 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 we don't really, no. We don't really we're, fight, but yeah. there's like, obviously Why there's three of us. Songs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> obviously just with the three of us, like we all have probably different opinions on a song, yeah. but like we know just to like listen to each other's ideas and yeah. like take on board whatever. You know yeah. each other well we enough think. Yeah. Like, Try think everything. We've tried it. Like we try every idea, even, even if one of us didn't think it might be good, but yeah. we try it anyway. But mm. it's definitely turned out well. Mm. It's something that it. people always ask as well. They're like, how do you decide who does what harmony? How do you decide who does what part? Yeah. And we just kind of come together and just happens. Just, <laughs> we don't even decide. Like we just start singing yeah, and it just yeah. all just slips into place. Then we I just sing I think that's different. because of the whole 11 years thing. Like we're just so used to, we meet and it's like, right, do this. And then it's just, that's it. I've witnessed that happening and it's yeah. magic. <laughs> you know, when you come in and, you know, I'd say, right, we're doing this song for team night or whatever it is. Uh, you know, let's, let's try this. And, and, and literally your voices just slip into place as, yeah. Jane, as Jane described. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, Someone it's lovely to hear Someone usually sings it. the melody and then I usually take a low harmony and or Jane usually take a high yeah. harmony and it's just kind of like, it's just usually the way it goes and yeah. it's just, I feel like maybe because we've been doing it so long that that is why it just kind of goes that way and of course yeah. there's times where we're like, oh, what you know, for a team nights, what song will we do? Like, yeah. we might change our song the day before but it's usually with us. Last minute, we'll get a <laughs> yeah. good song. Last minute, the harmony is thrown together. That's when yeah. it happens. Is so if we've we got too long. Leave it to last minute. Yeah. Yeah. If we're given too yeah. much time, it yeah. doesn't work out. Like. <laughs> great, great. Okay. Well, look... Um, uh, it's been great chatting to you guys and great working with you on this. Um, as I say, the the song is out and the video is out by now, um, by the time people are listening to this podcast. Um, so that's, uh, you know, we have a, a piano track and three vocals. So the song that's out now is is largely down to Luke. Luke's going to take it off to his studio and do his magic with it. Rory and the lads from Temperhound are going to uh, conceive and shoot a video. And that is... They're all available for you guys, for the viewers and the listeners to see now on on YouTube and on Facebook. Um, I'm sure we'll, it'll be on my page, it'll be on your page, girls, it'll be on the Indian Amplified page and on the Temperhound Productions page. Um, so so check it out. But in the meantime, we have this, this stripped back version, which we're going to perform now. Um, so let's do it. Turn off the news Just turn it down There's nothing new They're telling us now And I just keep thinking I'm wasting my time And about you You still are in mine And I said, hey, hey, what is the point in waiting? Hey, hey, to have you by my side 
So that was Waiting, and for anybody who has heard the song, the final version of the song, it sounds very different now. So, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of that. Luke, you heard this, you heard a piano, and you heard three voices. What happened next? What happened next? Uh, Well, I remember on the day saying to the girls, can you send me on production references? And what I mean by that is I want them to send me songs that they like, that they listen to, artists that they like, sounds that they like, so I can listen to them and get a feeling of their tastes. Because I don't want to take something in and hear it in my own head and hear it in a certain way and take it in a direction that them, as the writers, aren't happy with. It's like what Callum was slagging you about in the interview. (laughs) You know, it's exactly what he was saying. He was delighted. No offence, Luke. Yeah, exactly. No offence, Luke. He was delighted that he could just do it and not have any producer interfering. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this is what you're trying to avoid with the girls. Yeah. Well, good producers uh, don't interfere. I'll just, I'm going to say that (laughs) and then we'll we'll just move on from that. Um, So, uh, yeah. So they sent me lots of stuff and I had to listen to a lot of the stuff and it was a little bit of a struggle for me because my tastes wouldn't be anywhere near as modern as as theirs. Uh, My tastes are definitely old compared to my actual age. (laughs) Um, So I came up with a a couple of different kind of demo mock-ups, demo versions, uh, different styles. You heard some of them, some of them you didn't. And through your feedback on them and, and, and what you thought, yes of and no of and I suppose particularly you Rory because you had a vibe and an idea in your mind for the video that was going to eventually accompany this song sure uh, you know your input was important to me and that so eventually we settled on a direction and we settled on a vibe and then the track got uh, fleshed out got fleshed out from a piano track I put drums and bass and guitars and and bits and whatnot on it and the girls came in, did their proper vocal, did lots of layers. Okay, of vocal. but before the girls came in, mm. you you know you're st- you're speaking about this vibe. Mm. Was there not a 
Do I remember a, a sort of a, a, a trial run that didn't quite work? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> of a vibe. There, there was there was uh, one of the kind of demo vibes, demo tracks got to the point of being like a bar the girls' vocals on it. It was a fully produced uh, thing. Yeah, like it, yeah. It, it had gone far, far. And, so you um, created this track, yeah, based on the girls' production references, yeah. Okay, and it's a funny one because, like, you at the start of that creating that particular version of the track, in my head, I was feeling this isn't working. I was outside of my comfort zone. I was like, this isn't working, uh, and it was kind of a learning experience for me. And can then, we can we play a little bit of this track? We. <laughs> <laughs> we can, I suppose. Give her a spin. All right. Okay. So this is the the tr- trial one of the backing track for for waiting, uh, as done by Luke out of his comfort zone. So yeah, there that that was what it was, and as I say, at the start, it's like this isn't working. And when I was about halfway through, to a kind of a third of the way through that whole process, I was like, no, it is working. It's cooking. But by the time I had actually got to the end of it, to the point where I was sending it to people for a listen, I already felt myself that no, it actually doesn't work. I finished the idea. I've seen it through, and I know it's just it's not right. The vibe isn't right it just it just wasn't right i think that you you know i know you often kind of say i'm not qualified to be talking about this or i don't talk about the technicals of music but you know i really trust your gut for vibe and when you said to me as well that you felt that the vibe of that just isn't right for video for the girls and for what they've written then I'm talking to Rory. I'm saying you, pointing <laughs> at him, but nobody can. So when Rory said to me that the vibe of that just isn't right, that was all I needed to hear really to back up my own gut feeling at that point, which was, this is a misfire. The vibe of this isn't right. We need to go back to the drawing board. And then, Kieran, you said pretty much the same thing to me. And that, you know, as I said, my gut was there already and the two of you sold me on that. What was it about it for you, Rory, that wasn't right, do you think? I just, we've worked with Luke so often that it's just every time I hear something come true from him, I go, boom, yes, this is it. And it came through and I just kind of thought, I didn't think it was all bad. I think, I think there, was, there was definitely bits. I was like, just bits I love. But just overall, it just wasn't molding what was in, from what was in my head and the conversations that we had had. And I think I distinctly said to Luke, I was like, I would love, before anything else got done, I said to him, I'd love if you just went and did your thing, man. Rather than like trying to get too, you know, into like making sure there's modern bits in here and I don't know any of the technical bits and pieces, but rather than trying to follow the the formula you were following, I'd love to see you just go and do you. And then I can't precisely say why I didn't like the first one. And I can't precisely say why I loved the second one that came in. Go on, think about it. Well, no, I think what it is, is that Luke just did what Luke does. Luke was like, okay, it's like he just shut everything down and was like, okay, what is this song? Let's layer this in, let's layer it. And then the second one came in and my, I, my ears instantly went, boom, 
we're now we're getting somewhere. Now we're close. So I think it was, I think it was, I can't, I, I genuinely can't put a finger on it, but I think it was that Luke decided he was just not taking any shit on this one and he was going to make a good track and he did. I think it was class. Right, yeah. It was, I guess, the di- main difference, it's a far more acoustic sounding track, probably, you know? It's, it's, it's acoustic, a lot of acoustic piano, that, well, it's not quite acoustic, but it's, it's generally that sort of sound. It kind of sounds, it sounds like a band in front of you. Yeah. And yeah. As opposed to a big synthy production. Sure. Yeah. It sounds like a band could have played it as opposed to this is made on computers in a studio, you know? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that sound. It's, no. a, it's a different type of sound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I think it is, there's like, some of the stuff that the girl sent me was like uh, Rome by Dermot Kennedy, Kennedy yeah. which you've performed on. There was a very first episode of the podcast. Which is, yeah. Yeah. So like where it ended up is not a million miles away from that kind of uh, yeah, I a vibe say, and that yeah. instrumentation. Yeah. So. Um, a lot more of the stuff that they sent me was the electronic-y kind of very modern sound and stuff. Sure. So that was why I tried to go that way first. But it wasn't like there was nothing in there that was like what it ended up like. So it still went in a way that, that I had some references for, you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's play a little bit of the track and, and let's let's play the same part of the track as we played of the other vibe earlier on so people can compare them. We won't play the full track because we want you to go to Spotify and listen to that after the show, folks. Um, but let's play a wee bit of that track that corresponds to the bit of the earlier track. Oh Okay, so that's where we got to with the track. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unreal, man. Good job. Yeah, it's gone down great. Right, let's switch focus, Rory. Video. Dun, dun, dun. So yourself, uh, your twin brother, Drew, yep. who was criminally starved as a baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks to you. Thanks to you. But it has, has turned out okay. And, and Rummy. Uh, uh, worked very hard on this video. Like you've been living and breeding this video for, for weeks now. Yeah. You know, both planning shoots, actually shooting uh, and, and editing and the whole lot. So yeah. this was a big one for you. Uh, yeah. You enjoyed it, I feel. You seemed to have a great time with the girls on the shoot. The crack was good, uh, but you've, you've really enjoyed the whole process. Yeah, I've loved it. It was, it's, it's a common, this was a combination of, of without getting too soppy or whatever, of everything we've learned so far. You know, we've taken a long time to learn the craft of filmmaking. You know, learn the what it you came. as in when you say we, it's you, Drew, and Rummy. Well, Drew is Drew has been working in the industry for ten years, but I, I think more so myself and Rummy. We, you know, we're kind of in our infancy, really, of filmmaking, professional filmmaking. You know, mm. um, you know, we've been tr- spending a long time really trying to learn how to put something out where there's where people don't go. You know, people can critique the video, but I don't want someone to look at it and go you know, there's a crappy camera move or you can take it for all the reasons you want, mood, tone, colour grade, whatever. They're all decisions that you make when you kind of know what you're doing. But I'd hate to put something out of this level 
and just for the video not to reach the level, you know, and, and not to match it. And I think we're at a great stage. I think when you start to learn something, after about a month, you think you know everything. Mm. And then the more you learn, the more you realize how much you don't know. And that's the best position to be in to create things. Because it's like, okay, I don't know how to do this. But the fact that I don't know how to do this particular shot, and I, I, I understand that I don't know the fundamentals to this shot, makes you work really hard to achieve that. Rather than when you're in your really beginning of filmmaking, you just go, I oh, sure pop the camera there. Isn't, sure, isn't that what they do? So that's a, a sling a, swing a light in there. Sure, it's grand. Like, give, us, give us an example of a shot like that from the video that, that you, you, know, you were sort of stretching to make, but you did. You went for it. Okay. I would say a good example of it is the scene uh, quite early on in the video where Jane is lying on the bed on her phone. It's, mm. a, it's quite early on. Mm. The framework of that room is really, really hard to light. It's really hard to make that room pop and then make the room pop and make her pop in that room. And that was so challenging because the camera was wedged up against the wall. Like that room was tiny. Mm. That, that, you know, the bed was kind of just half made up as a bed. This cottage that we were shooting in, nobody had lived in it for years and years and years, you know. So we're trying to make gold out of, well, it is. it turned out gold. So I suppose it was gold. We just needed to polish it. Mm. But... In, in the very early days when I would have had my first camera, I'd have just walked in and said, sure, that's grand. We'll just we'll open up the curtains and hope for sun and then we'll see what happens. But what happened actually was there's like three lights outside the window firing light in to, to recreate the sun at the angle that we wanted. Ah. Then we realised that that sun was bleaching out the corner in the background. So we popped a little bit of pink in there. That punched out that corner. And then we realised there was no, de- no real depth no real exit out of the scene. So we opened the door behind her and shone another light in through that door. And it creates this feeling that there's space around her. She's sitting in a space rather than just she's lying in a kind of a bright room and that's it. She's in a space that, that feels right for her. Mm. But Jesus, if I had tried to do that two years ago, lads, it would have been cack. <laughs> it would have been brutal. So to get to experience them things and for them to work, I think that's what it is. The things we tried to do, they worked. And now when I put out the video, you could ask me about any scene in that video, lighting and shot wise. And I'd be able to tell you exactly why then things were done. Because they were done with intention. This whole project was done with intention. And every shot was done with intention. I think that's why it works. You mm. didn't let the ball drop. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. Okay, okay. Uh, I have a question for you regarding it. So uh, when I first saw the video... Uh, the the clincher for me was the shot at the end, yeah. Uh, when the three girls meet up at the top of the the mountain, yes. And all of a sudden, the you in the song that they're singing about, which I assumed was a love interest, yes, is not necessarily that. No, it's it's it can be it's for them or from from the video's point of view, it's a friend or someone they want to just hang out with, and, yeah. and that just. That changed the message of the song for me. You know, it broadened out the, the you in the song from being, as I say, an assumed love interest to anybody you want to spend time with that you haven't been able to. Yes. Was that your, as in, was that a temper hound decision or was that a decision you discussed with the girls or how did that come about? That, I have to give credit where credit is due, is a Drew Maitland decision. And it was so clever. Mm. Okay, so if you watch the video now, any filmmaking buffs out there, can go, I don't expect the average person to go and go frame by frame through this. But the eye lines, we tried to make it so that none of the girls look like they're looking at each other because we didn't want to create uh, that 
that emotion or feeling in an enclosed environment. It would have been the wrong thing. So we wanted to kind of have them looking away and create that feeling of love interest. Because when you create it and put that idea in somebody's head, when you take that away, it opens their brain. Mm, mm. Exactly what you're describing there. When you lead someone down a path, but then when you get to the end of that path, you show them that there's actually five paths that branch off it. That's so much more enga- so engaging and it allows the video to be what you want it to be. So it hits home with more people. You know, sometimes if it's just a love interest, well, then only the person who's just broken up with their boyfriend or girlfriend or partner or whatever, only they get hit by it. Sure. But when it has five avenues at the end of it, well, the person who's missing their granny or the person who hasn't got to see their mum this year or the person who is missing their boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, their partner, they can all feel that feeling at the end of it. Mm, mm, and mm, that mm. was just a stroke of genius from Drew because mm. he thought, because he, it initially was supposed to be a love interest. And then he said, you know what? going to do it this way lads and it was like yes well yeah abs- like it is it's, it's brilliant I, I, and yeah credit to Drew indeed but I must also give the girls credit here for this because we had this discussion with them Luke uh, yeah. when we were you know going through the lyrics with them and it was what is this you and and you know I guess different people got different feelings from it as in it was a very strong love interest or it was just I miss I miss doing the things I can't do because of COVID, you know? And and I think in the girl's head, that was the message that they wanted to get across, do you sure. know? So it's great that that the, the final video uh, coincided with that, do you know? I don't know, is that a pure accident? You know, like, look, I could be corrected after this. I believe it is. Right. Because yeah, yeah. I remember the conversation where we were talking about how to end this video and I remember that being said. Things are maybe a bit blurred. Maybe that conversation was sad. I don't know. I remember it the way I remember it, but I, if, if someone needs to correct me, please know, do, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 but, sure. Um, yeah, it was great. I must say, actually, before we kind of lead towards the wrap-up of this or whatever, like, this project, it showed me the importance of a team. I said this the last time, and I'll say it again, because we were talking about it in the house, just because we, for people listening, we are recording this on Monday. This is when the video was uh, released. released. The vi- video was released today. So we were kind of on a bit of a high, you know. We're just talking about the importance of teams. And I think it's a take home for anyone listening who's kind of maybe engaged in this chat or works in this world. If you, the, I firmly believe that the team involved in something like this is the single most important decision you'll make at the start, of, at, at, in, in any point of the project. Uh-huh. Because the other decisions in my head are small like the decision on this change of this word or this change of this chord or this change of this shot or this change of this movement. They're small changes in the ebb and flow as the project grows. The only thing you can't really change or shouldn't really change is your team creating it. And we got so lucky with this one. We just had a team that was just like, when I say we, I mean us three. Yeah. We just ended up with a team that was just perfect for it. And I don't think this would have been anywhere near what it is, quality level, without everyone pulling it together. And, and Drew put into the group earlier on, the group with myself, Romy and himself. He said, lads, we took a zero budget thing and made it feel a million dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That only did. happens because all of us put in 100,000 euros worth of effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just think it's amazing. It's funny. I mean, if you're in a band, it's like a team. Yeah. In a way, do you know? Um, you know, you each have your strengths and you have to, you have to, you have to play to your strengths and you have to uh, respect each other's strengths. And, and that's why so many bands don't work <laughs> because these things can, <laughs> yeah. these things can get so fraught. Yes. And, and look, I mean, if we, if, if, if we go off and the, the eight people involved in this project recorded an album or 
shot a film like we could we'd probably be fighting with it in no time but we did one song and we did it well and we're delighted with ourselves <laughs> and that's, that's great uh, but no you're right team look I, I could go on about the importance of teams forever it's something I'm hugely into uh, I'd like to just chat up for a minute about about Nisha Jane and Gillian and what, and what they brought to this project you know we heard from them earlier uh, first song they wrote and you know in fairness they managed to capture uh, really cleverly and very melodically um, and very succinctly, I think, with the words, something that that they're going through and something... It, it, Luke, you said it at one point. It sounded like their song. It sounded like something they wrote, which obviously it is, but that's the biggest compliment you can give to someone because their personalities are com- obviously coming through in the lyrics and, and yeah. the vocals on it. It sounds like them. Yeah, that's what you said. If they sounded like something. <laughs> this would be it. <laughs> yeah. If they sounded like something, it'd be them. <laughs> that, that is mighty. <laughs> Give us more. Uh, I, I don't think I can put it into any cheaper a nugget than that. <laughs> I think that was great. It, it sounds like them. If they sounded like something, it'd, this, be, them. it'd, be, it'd be them. <laughs> Jesus Christ, lads. Quality. Uh, three that, years of that. three years of English in college, and this is this is what I'm coming out with. Yeah, like yeah. Jesus. Well, you know well I guess you know when it doesn't sound like them. Yeah, it doesn't sound. It. it well, I tell you what, it doesn't sound like. It doesn't sound like not them. <laughs> <laughs> Roll the music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. I think, in fairness, the the girls were very aware of that. I think, you know, and I think they were they were guided and helped by you two. But I think it was something that even into, like we only really came on board in the, in the film, and as you said, but even on set with them, I think they were very conscious and aware of, you know, who they are. Without knowing it, they're aware of their brand. You know, they're aware that they're, that they're stripped back kind of lovely vocalists and, you know, it doesn't need to be Cardi B, for example. That's probably why that track that we played earlier didn't work. Exactly. It actually just didn't sound like them. Yeah, yeah. It didn't sound like their brand to but, me but yes the second track emphasizes their work yes and and i think that's you know i said it about the video last week as well like when you're adding on parts to a project it's very important that you assist that project forward and they had done such a good job that it would have it would have been an injustice to them for any part of that project to take their brand and I, i'm doing the air quotes to take their brand in a direction that they hadn't intended it. And mm. they were very, it was very clear. Anyone who listened to their original passes of the song, you know that, you know what it is. Mm. And so it would have been unfair to take it away from that because they did too good of a job. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, well, look, I'm just delighted. You know, I, I'm, I'm all about people writing their own songs and getting them out there. You know, it's, it's a brilliant thing to do. And in fairness to you, Rory, this was your push. And because of you uh, and your idea... And our work, but you know your push at the start. Uh, you know, the girls wrote a song, yeah. and and they have a single out on Spotify, and they have a video out on YouTube, and that's pretty awesome. And I really hope they've gained confidence from it, and they've enjoyed the process, and they go on and write lots more. Yes, uh, because uh, they certainly they certainly have have huge talent, and they're and as uh, yeah, they're great to work with, great people. What we really so, hope is they get picked up, get a hundred million. Right, and then they say, "No, we're going back to our roots." So they take their hundred million back here, and the rest of us get to work on an album for a year, doing unbelievable stuff. No, 
<laughs> a year, a year. I mean, I'd, that'd do me a hundred million. That'd Karen. do me a lot more than a year, is what I'm saying. If you think you're only getting a year out of a hundred million, then we can stretch it to ten. You lads. need to go and assess your business expenses. Look, a champagne pocket, Luke. What can I say? Very good. I think it's time to to wrap up, folks. We have one more episode of In the Lamplight for you all uh, this season. That is uh, Boxty, uh, Johnny Gallagher his brother Porig, Sean O'Reilly on drums uh, and Dwayne Gallagher came in and played some bass with us as well on the show. So that was a that was a rocking set, I must say. And we're looking forward to bringing that chat and those tunes to you next week. Folks, keep an eye out on our Facebook page because tomorrow, Thursday uh, at 9pm, we will put out uh, the stripped back version of Waiting featuring Nisha, Jane and Gillian from our session in the Hawkswell and on Friday at the same time on our Facebook page and YouTube channel I should say uh, Callum Wall's version of Limbo will go out so keep an eye out for that check out Kirkra on Spotify check out Callum Wall on Spotify check out Kirkra on YouTube check out Temperhound Productions check out In the Lamplight and we'll see you guys for the last episode of Season 2 next week Yo! That was some mouthful. It wasn't huh? it, huh? Very good. Who needs Very a good. <laughs> Very good. Who needs a laptop when you have slippers? <laughs> <laughs> right, play the music. Music